Welcome to Treasure Valley Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck. This week, I sit down with Tyler and Wes of Milo Bybee. These two are a part of a three-pronged rock assault that you can listen to on last week's episode. Or if you have time to sit down, go to YouTube, search Treasure Valley Live, Milo Bybee. You will see their set. It was great. We talk about their music. We talk about their writing process. And we talk about how they formed and kept themselves busy during last year's pandemic. Enjoy our conversation. You all became a band during the pandemic. We yep. did. We started at the beginning of the pandemic, just started jamming together, and uh, we have known each other for a long time. Obviously, we're we're actually all in the same uh, same family, but we uh, always had played individually in different groups, and then uh, you know we all kind of were living in different places and all moved back here, and then all just kind of fell together, started playing together, and we'd never had played together before. And then, uh, yeah, right before the pandemic, actually kind of started to get some things organized and get some songs together and then spend that time during the pandemic just writing and getting really polished to uh, to put some uh, organized sound together. You released an EP. We did, yeah. We were able to go and record in the tonic room during the, the pandemic and record five songs for an EP that, uh, yeah, is out now and... Uh, uh, shout out to Jason Ringelstetter. Right, right. Shout out to Jason over at the Tonic Room. That uh, that guy is amazing. He's a wizard at his craft. Um, a lot of fun to work with. So yeah, we uh, we got to do that. I'm really, really proud of it. And then yeah, I played a couple of songs today from that. I liked Bricklayer a oh, lot. Thank That's you. That's probably my favorite song that y'all wrote. Thank you. Can you tell me about that tune, where it came from? What was the process? Yeah, you know, it's just... Uh, that's actually a song I had written a long time ago with just the guitar and vocals. And then, of course, Wes and Koji were able to lay their parts to it, and it all kind of came together. It's one, it's one of those songs that, you know, anyone who's ever written a song, you write a song and it goes through a thousand different iterations of what it sound, what it, where it is now versus where it started from. And this has been one of those. It's really about those trials and tribulations that anybody has in life. You know, one of the lyrics is when you're with our backs against the wall. It's so like when you're, when you're at your moment where you, it's kind of that fight or flight mentality. You don't know what direction you can go, but it's it's just you're you're going a certain direction based off of those decisions that you make, and so it's uh, it was just kind of about that. But yeah, it has really uh, evolved into one of my favorites as well. lyrics you start with riffs yeah so it depends so some some of these songs i've had forever it would usually start with a guitar riff and then yeah lay lyrics to it and my writing process at least i'll get some you know lyrics in my head or at least a hook in my head and then i try to write and build around that it's a little backwards from most songwriters i don't go into it with like i'm gonna write a song about heartache or something like that it's just really you're writing something on the guitar that sounds really good and then you're you get these lyrics and the, these these kind of hooks that uh, you know, appear in your in your head, and then I kind of write and build around that. <laughs> and you were telling me that you have enough music for an album potentially right now. Mm-hmm. So you all have been cranking out some serious tunes during this past year. Very productive. Yeah, yeah, very productive. Yeah, we've been we've been writing a lot, and uh, it's uh, it was almost a blessing in disguise. Don't want to ever say the pandemic was a blessing, but if anything came out of that, it was that we were. Yeah, we were able to solely focus on that. Obviously, no one was able to play shows. No one was able to book bands. Um, and so, yeah, we were able to just solely focus on 
playing together for the first time, but then writing songs and actually getting, you know, really polished at those songs and just kind of putting out a clean product, if you will, and be really tight as musicians together and then learn each other's playing styles too. Yeah, just gelling together. I'd never even really played the bass before until until this. I'm a guitar player. I mean, just having that time for what we were doing, it was it was great because we didn't have any pressure to like like we had just started and it was right before the everything shut down. Someone was asking us maybe to play and we were all just kind of like, Ugh, yeah. I don't know. Like Koji, you know, was definitely the most worried as he as he usually is yeah. and rightfully so like we weren't we had just started playing together so i think it was kind of a as far as that goes it was a good thing Ooh. that we had all that time to you might have been diving in over your head initially yeah, well definitely. and it's it's funny too because i remember specifically like you know i'd mentioned that we were we were you know, all living in different places and kind of got back into the, the same area. At least Wes and I were living in different places and then all moved back. And I remember specifically, I think I was mowing the lawn or something. And I had been thinking about this for a while. Like I'd already talked to Wes, like I'd love to write some music together, um, you know, play some songs together. And I remember reaching out to Koji and texting him and saying, because Koji's, you know, used to be in bands and played drums for a long time, but then hadn't played drums for a while. Yeah. And I remember reaching out to Koji and saying, would you ever be interested in playing drums again? <laughs> and he was, you know, at first he was like, I don't know, I hadn't really thought about it. Um, but then that conversation kind of continued on and he was like, yeah, you know, let's do it. And so it, we've known each other for a long time. Koji, you know, has, has been in our family for a long time. And it was kind of just, again, kind of perfect pieces all fitting together at one time. It helps you sort your priorities this past year. For me, it did the same thing. Yeah. I feel like. Right. And it's a perfect time to get back into music if you've been away from it, if you've been away from your instrument, to just dive into it because what excuse do you have? Right. Well, and that's... you have all that time. Yeah, and that's how I had actually been too. I, uh, for gosh, probably eight or nine years, I would just have my acoustic and just kind of play, you know, by myself in the house, just kind of jamming around, but never anything with anyone else, never didn't, wasn't in a band for a long time. Yeah, it's a savior. I mean, it's just, even you know, regardless of the pandemic, it's just a great outlet to have that as a musician, just to go jam with people and play with people and then actually be in a, be in a band and get to do some cool things. It increases discipline and then creativity right along with it. At least in my experience, it helps you have focus in so you're not just accountable only to yourself yeah having those other people hold you in place yeah so for sure influences we were talking about how milo bybee sounds different than a lot of the bands here in the treasure valley do you all have the same musical influences how's that meshing together yeah so i'll I'll let west talk on his too but what i what i really like about all three of us is we don't have the same musical influences I think that's one of the things that really benefits us. We're actually all over the map as far as who we listen to, what styles we listen to. I mean, there's a lot of crossover, of course. I think that's what we all kind of bring to the table, you know, and Koji, you know, has a different style than I listen to. Wes has a different style than I listen to and and, and vice versa. And we can all kind of implement those, those different genres and sounds in our music. You know, I've gone through all the phases that anyone my age has gone through, you know, you go through your years where you were really into emo bands and the emo rock groups when that was, you know, rising um, in the early 2000s, um, you know, go through the, the hardcore phases and, <laughs> you know, just going, really enjoying going and listening to all genres of music is how I was growing up. And, you know, both Wes and I grew up with like your Steve Miller bands and your ACDCs and your John yeah. Mellencamps, you know, that what our, what our parents were listening to in the household. I mean, I have a lot that I listen to. I don't, know if they necessarily have influences on how I write. Like I listen to a lot of Hippocampus. Um, that's at least who I'm on right now. It's kind of different month to month. But I mean, it's it's anywhere from, yeah, James Taylor's to Jim Croce's to your Hippocampus groups. And that that 
that genre. Even getting into the midnight a lot, which is way different than our than our genre. But uh, yeah, I'll let Wes take that one too. Yeah, what are your influences? Oh man, I mean, we, we kind of we started similar. I mean, Enema of the State was probably the first <laughs> album I, oh yeah, half would have to say started it all. Blink One Eighty Two, Blink One Eighty Two was, oh, yeah. was a big thing, yeah. but then that obviously faded as you start to get more. Um, or did it? Or did it? Actually, <laughs> true. I could still probably recite every single album. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, the hardcore phase and the punk phases. And then it wasn't really until I moved to L.A. that my roommate showed me like John Lennon's like Plastic Ono Band and stuff like that. And that was probably very, I would say that would have to be some of the most formative years for me with mm. music was 2008, 2009 era of just listening to a lot of stuff that kind of passed me by. I mean, he brought it up a little bit, but, you know, listen to some Eagles and stuff like that with my dad and stuff like that. But like, you know, most parents are showing their kids Bob Dylan, like John Mellencamp was our Bob Dylan. Yeah, I feel yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> right, that was yeah. who, you know, so I didn't really even dive into a, any Bob Dylan or mm -hmm. anything like that until later. And so that stuff obviously blew my mind and, and, you know, sitting in a little cupboard. I, I remember there was, we had this little cupboard in our, in our Long Beach apartment that we would go in and not smoke weed and, <laughs> and, uh, and listen to a bunch of John Lennon and Bob Dylan. And now officially, I mean, Wilco is like my palate cleanser. Like when I'm mm -hmm. tired of all of the music I'm listening to, that's who I kind of go back to. I think Jeff Tweedy's like the, he's our generation's Bob Dylan or something. I don't know, yeah. but he's just the best. So that kind of stuff. I'm definitely kind of more in like the folk stuff but i also have been i also go through so many different phases yeah. been getting into some like funk and just different mm -hmm. stuff especially since playing the bass you know mm -hmm. finding those ways and that's the funny thing you know ty's had these songs for so long which has been nice because so he you know coming into the practice studio everything that he had was so realized and you know which was good for i think koji and i you know where we could kind of tell him like okay maybe this is too long we can cut these areas but then for me it's just been good to like focus on like what i want the bass to sound like in this band you know what i mean yeah. which is cool because playing the bass it's in my opinion it's the best instrument i love yeah, it so yeah. much it's just so fun to play and you know and i'm not i'm not a thundercat by any means but uh, <laughs> um it's just yeah i love it well, and cool. oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say that it makes sense as far as your influences because I do. To me, when I was listening to you, it does seem to ebb and flow. I even get maybe a hint of some really intense, like metal style drumming, but it ebbs in and out. Right. And I, yep. I thought that was pretty cool. And as far as your vocals, Tyler, it does span that gamut. Yeah. Of right. intensity, relaxed to more intense. Yeah. Well, and know. not to speak for Koji, but. I He's got a pretty steady kind of like punk, garage punk mm -hmm. background. I mean, those are the bands he plays in. I think we probably play too slow for his liking would be my guess. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Good thing he sets the tempo. But, yeah, exactly, but, that, right? but that actually, that's that leads back to what I was mentioning earlier. I think that's why it brings a good angle because, yeah, he will try some things that are faster than like I had at least heard it or in my head when I had originally written a song or maybe it's a song that we'd all written together. Um, but it brings a different element to that, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that's good because I think as musicians, at least myself, you sometimes get stuck in a box and you can't get outside that writing style sometimes. But then when you have, you know, especially for Wes, like someone who, like he said, he'd never played the bass before 
And so he comes in, and I think Wes is the same as me. Like, we can't read music. I don't know notes. If you told me to play, you know, whatever note on the guitar, I have no idea what you're talking about. And so it's just, it's basically just feeling what everyone else in the band is doing, playing off of their vibe, you know, and then playing really what sounds good. And that's what I, that's what I really appreciate about, you know, what kind of what we're doing. And, and like you said, you know, pulling, pulling in all the genres, you know, that we've kind of mentioned and you hearing a lot of that, it's funny because it's, Again, it's not like we're going for something particular, but it just like ends up that way. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Have you what are some of the songs that you all wrote together? Do you have any of those that are out so, now that are coming out maybe? Yeah. So let's see. Um And what does that process look like rather than something that's like already a nugget of an idea that you Well in a way we kind of all wrote them together. He writes all the lyrics right, and right. those yeah, songs okay. have been around, but I mean we uh, he, there were no other parts other Correct. than guitar and, Correct. and lyrics. So oh, me and cool. Koji yeah. came in yeah. and just put everything else to yeah, put those, there was, our parts together. Right. And that's that's what I love about it too, because again, with when I've had like lyrics in my head for a song, or like I said, a really subtle guitar riff, it doesn't ever come to life, you know, until you have a drummer, until you have the bass player, until you have that spin on it. So so yeah, really all of them are, are, are kind of written together. Um and there, you know, there's even three, let's see, the main one that stands out to me is cornered. Uh we didn't play it today, but it is on our EP. That was a song that if anybody in the universe could have heard when I first wrote that song like just just the, the again the basic guitar riff and the lyrics it it you literally couldn't compare the two at all like they didn't sound anything alike and that's where the creative process with Wes the creative process, process with Koji with those different influences they're bringing in brought it to what it is today which is again just just really cool to see don't forget to choose the stick and not the You all ebb and flow really well too, which I appreciate a lot. It's like each each song has its own separate parts and movements, and you all were super tight at being able to move in and out of those to give it a good chunk of contrast within the same song. Yeah, so. well, I'm I'm glad it comes off that way because that's how I feel it is. But it's good to hear people listening to it that think that too. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So uh, gigs coming up? Yeah, we uh, we were playing. Uh, there's a neighborhood concert series that's going on in Boise. That's really cool. Uh, every I think it's Wednesday. There, it's a new concert series at a different park in Boise. Um, we're playing at Redwood Park uh, on July 14th um, in Boise, which is a really cool event. Um, you should come check it out. And then we also play at Lost Grove Brewing um, on July 31st. And then um, we're uh, playing at The Hive on September 3rd. Cool. Well, uh, how can people follow you to find out about future shows? And uh, where do they pick up your EP? Is that on Bandcamp? Do you have it on Bandcamp? Yep, we have it on Bandcamp. Um, and it's free. We're not charging anything for it. You know, we just want people to be able to listen to it. And cool. uh, we love, you know, feedback. We love hearing from people that have listened to it. Um, yeah, any streaming service that's out there, Spotify, Apple Music. Probably the easiest way to find everything at once is just, uh, milobybe.com I can find oh, cool. pretty much anything there uh, all of our upcoming shows any songs that we have info about the band if you want to learn more about us which you might not want to do that it but, links uh, out to all your different social medias yep, yep, I think websites are still extremely functional they are but maybe they that's my are. old school thought process I yeah. have a hard time like keeping track of people when they're on Facebook and Instagram right, and now right. TikTok and I'm just like I don't even know 
I don't right. know how to handle this. Well, that's what's great yeah. about websites is then you can just have a website to tell people to go to your social media To go to your, my other sites. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> it's, like exactly. start, it's like setting a meeting to talk about the meetings you're going to have yeah, with people right. in corporate environments. <laughs> that's the perfect analogy. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> so go to milobybee.com, M-Y-L-O-B-Y-B-E-E.com. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you both for hanging out and chatting a little bit after that set. And I'm looking forward to seeing y'all play more. Yeah, cool. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to Treasure Valley Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or any other episode, be sure to share it with a friend or a family member, an acquaintance, somebody that you just met. Podcasts are spread by word of mouth, so I appreciate your support.